You are now jumping into the trenches with the Toulons, Thule and Ralph, where we pull back the curtain on what marriage and relationships are really about. So let's start the show. Hey everyone, it's Ralph. And Thule. And tonight we have a married couple, Gerard and Marissa. Um, so how long have you all been married? It's been 14 years. That's right. It'll be 15 next year, yeah. April. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. And how long have y'all been together? Can you hear me? I, I didn't hear what you asked. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said, how long have y'all been together Together total? Oh, wow. That's 21, 21 years? Yeah, 21. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, 21. That's an investment. Yeah. So how, so how did this start? Oh man, the, you got to go all the way back to September fifteenth, nineteen ninety seven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It's. It's an interesting story. I was. We were both at South Carolina State University. Bulldogs. Yes, sir. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, my friend of mine was meeting a girl, and he asked me to go with him to meet her because she was bringing her roommate. So oh. <laughs> uh, I, I went, but I was being a horrible wingman because I didn't even like sit and face the other girl. Like I was sitting next to the girl he was talking to. I think I was probably just focused on making sure I got something to eat. So <laughs> <laughs> the, the other girl, the roommate just kept looking down the table at me and I kept noticing her looking at me, but I'm like, again, focused on my food. So after that, we walked outside out of the, the cafeteria, and I don't remember. Did you approach me and ask me for my number or something? I probably that night? did. I yeah, because I, I wasn't. Kind of old like that. that was the year I was going to be focused. I wasn't going to be worried oh. about. I would. I wasn't going to worry about any girls. I wasn't going to worry about any parties. I was just going to get my work done. And what? in September, like at the very beginning of the se- of the semester. Here she goes, <laughs> messing up all my plans for yeah, yeah. The freshman messing up my plans. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know how you pulled that off because in college, trying to just focus on grades is almost impossible. Yeah, it, and and still it didn't work out. <laughs> but I I really had that plan. I had that in my mind. But uh, I I think after we left, you approached me about getting my number. Right. And from there, it's like we've been. We've been talking since then. Yeah. <laughs> so, so wait a minute. So just to make sure I have this clear. So Marissa was not the girl at the end of the table. She was. Or she was. Yeah. Oh, yes. okay. And you yes. just you just didn't pay her no attention. You no. were just gonna eat her food. Yeah. And be in her house and just like okay, well, you know. <laughs> He was no. I'm he here. was he was he was there to be the wingman for another dude. He was talking. The other guy, his friend, was trying to get with my roommate. That was with my roommate. Yeah. So he wasn't uh-huh. really there to meet anybody. He was just there to go with him to make sure he got a chance to talk to my roommate. Yeah, he and was so, taking one for the team. But yeah. you're still supposed to be cordial and, and you know <laughs> and try mm-hmm. to have some kind of 
conversation or look at the he person. He wasn't paying no. any attention. I wasn't. He wants them pork chops. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, at I'll the tell cafeteria, you. he was trying to eat. I uh, was concerned with getting fed. Yeah. As a, I was a horrible wingman. I'll admit that. Yeah, he was there. Yeah. Oh, my God. He was God. totally okay. not there for me. But I was like, oh, he's kind of cute. I was like, he has a cute smile. So let me tell talk to him for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so when you so when you asked about his number, like when when was the first date or or did you set that up as well? I don't know. I, I think we just had a conversation. We were just outside in front of the dorm and just talking. All yeah. of us are just hanging out or whatever and just chit-chatting. He still wasn't really paying me much attention. But nah. um, I was just still talking to him anyway. And, you know, like, hey, what's your number? What you doing? And then after that, I just remember we just used to talk a lot on the telephone. Or we'll meet up, you know. We'll talk on telephone at night. Then we'll meet up the next day. Um and just hang out, but I used to have him at the library all the time because I was yeah. studying. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I, know what he was doing. But I, I was finally, studying. I finally learned my sophomore year what the inside of the library looked like <laughs> oh <my laughs> because gosh. she would bring me to the library to do my studying. Yeah, and yeah, I, that's probably the main thing we used to do pretty much every night. We study, yeah, because yeah, I would go, go study, library. and uh, you know, and he would be there. We have conversation, but I always got my work done and do what I had to do but you know that they have like um little rooms like um you can go in there and just have study groups but we would always try to find the empty room for me and him only and we sit there and chit chat and I go back to work we sit and chit chat and we go back to work and study and, and I you know had no problem it was a good life for me I was, I was good to go <laughs> I had some company I was getting it done yeah so so how did this progress so now we're uh doing our uh, studying dating, I guess we'll call that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so when did this start to get serious? I, I, it was serious pretty quick. I'd say we yeah. were considering ourselves a couple after about maybe a month yeah, or I so. Think I met your parents. I think they came to the school to drop him off or drop something off. But that was like school. in November. So it was yeah. maybe two months or so after we had met. But yeah, you met my parents kind of quick. Yeah, kind of quick. And they're like, oh, hey, I'm like, he's like, yeah, these are my parents. I'm like, okay. I, I'm not, I don't know if it was intentional for us to meet, but I can't remember what was going on or I was just walking down the street and we happened to see each other. I'm not really quite sure how that happened. But, but that, that was pretty momentous though, because yeah. you were the first oh, and only yeah. person I introduced to my parents. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. That yeah. was. So, um, so just a question for you, Gerard. Why never did you want anybody to meet your parents? Uh, they, they yeah, they they weren't they weren't important. <laughs> I'm saying that it, it didn't it didn't feel like it was anybody that needed to be introduced to them. I didn't get the feeling that anybody's going be around that long to you know i didn't want to have to have like a revolving door like every time a major holiday come around I'm like oh who are you bringing this time <laughs> it would be one of those situations so i i just i don't know it felt different that time that was smart <laughs> <laughs> yeah you were smarter than me too. i think i took every girl nah. to meet my parents now nah, i couldn't do that because i because i because whenever one didn't show up and a new one came i didn't want those problems yeah, because your mom probably be like, okay, what's yeah. going on now? <laughs> they, they would ask about the other young lady all up in front of the new young lady. So I seen I seen how that went down before in other situations. I didn't want any parts of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. No, <laughs> you didn't want that. No. So now we're serious. We uh, met the parents. Um, Marissa, when did he meet your parents? 
I it was Christmas. It was same Christmas, year. yeah, because my mom put him to work and <laughs> told him to go upstairs to get the Christmas tree and pull it no, down. No, she had attic. she had a live Christmas tree. Oh, I had to bring Christmas the live Christmas tree, tree in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, hey, how you doing? Come help me with this Christmas tree real quick. Yeah. Yeah, and oh, that wow. and that was my introduction <laughs> right there. Yeah, she was used to putting people to work. I was the opposite. Um, my mom kind of knew my friends. I mean, it wouldn't be like boyfriends, but I had like a lot of girlfriends and a lot of male friends. So. We have people over to the house like all the time. So I was like, oh, hey, you know, so she's met, you know, but never like boyfriend type of stuff. But just we hung, I hung out with some folks, you know. So anytime we have males around, she'd be like using them and be like, come on and do this. Come do this. Always trying to put people to work. So he fell right on in into putting the work crew. So <laughs> and that was it. So, <laughs> so Gerard, you were a year ahead of Marissa. Yes. She, okay, and she so- never lets me forget it. so with y'all dating and going through well dating in college and being in a serious relationship in college how was that well it was interesting because we were only in college together for one year i yeah after my sophomore year i left i went back home started going to school back home and then eventually just started working full-time so i you know we spent the majority of the time between then and getting married, living apart, some, a lot of cases in different cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm in Somerville, she's in Orangeburg at South Carolina state. And then you had a, a internship. Yeah. In Greenwood. Yeah. In Greenwood, <laughs> which was further area. away. Yeah. And I'm still in Somerville. Yeah, I'm over And then that. you got a job in yeah, Columbia. Columbia. And then I finally moved to Columbia and then we got married and now we live in Columbia. So it, yeah, oh, it was a lot of back and God. forth, a lot of, it was a lot of, uh, something the young folks don't know about the two way pages, <laughs> but you know, you know, before we could text on the phone, we had a page and a phone. We were two way texting on the, on the pages, <laughs> a lot of late night conversations back when singular wireless would drop out for some strange reason at yeah. two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Every right. single time. It's time to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> we knew two o'clock was coming. The phone's going to drop out. I'll call you back. And then we just be on the phone silent, listen to each other breathe. So, yeah, it was a lot, a lot of back and forth. <laughs> I think it was more. So did you, did you, uh, I was going to say, did you all wait till 9 p.m. to start talking oh, yeah, so you, you could save you your, 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 your nights and your weekends? <laughs> you remember. Look. look. I had I had a plan, right, and I swear right. I probably didn't have no more than maybe two hundred minutes on that plan. <laughs> so yeah, I'll call oh, you after nine. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then we and we go ride this right. thing out <laughs> on the weekend. Oh, we were straight flexing on the weekends. Right. Babe, I love. We you. are so this old. Cell- yes, yes. Right. Like, babe, I love you. This cell phone bill is so real. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember we had I, actually like the the calling cards. Yeah, where you had minutes on the card, and you had to call the number oh, from the card. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we're old. <laughs> no. no, I remember that because I remember my my uh freshman year in college before I got a cell phone. I think I, I didn't get a cell phone until maybe my sophomore year. Yeah. But my freshman year it was like I remember getting those prepaid uh cards, like family members even gave it to me so That's I could right. like call home. I was like Nope. Yeah, so yeah, these young kids don't know about, no. about that life. Nah, nah, <laughs> they learn something today. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, was it hard? Like, because you know, when you're in college, nobody don't respect your relationship. So, 
was guys coming at you? Was girls coming at him knowing that, you know, now he's not even on campus no more and you're there to yourself? Like, was there a lot of temptation or was it kind of easy because y'all were so connected? That's an excellent question. Yes, what's the answer to that? <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, we did have, I, I had a lot of that. Um, cause I mean, I hung out a lot. <laughs> I hung out a lot. He knows I was always with my friends. We were always hanging out, hanging out with groups of people. We used to go, to, I used to go to all the parties, all the, I was, I never joined a sorority, but I was at all the parties all the time hanging out. So I always knew people. And then for me, I was in the engineering program at state. So it was nothing but dudes, you know? So I knew a whole bunch of males anyway, and they were like, oh, come on, we'll take care of you. Get your ride out there. Come on back. So let's get all our girls. We'll go hang out. So, I mean, yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, I just respected our relationship and, you know, I'll go have a good time. Don't get me wrong, but I respected our relationship at the end of the day and just had a good time. I just enjoyed being in school for me, you know, especially when he left. So, um, and just enjoyed being my friends and just hanging out, you know, a lot. But yeah, the temptation was there, but you know, you got to make sure you keep that under control, you know, let people know what's going on and just had a good time, good conversations and, you know, just kept it moving. I didn't really focus on that too much. I wasn't about getting my work done because I need to get up out of there. <laughs> so I was, uh, I made sure, you know, for me that that's what I focused on because that was very, school was always been a big, important thing to me. So, but I always made sure I had a good time. I enjoyed my college years. I hated that he left, but, um, but I enjoyed it, you know, having my friends around and we just all used to hung, hang out and go places and do things. So being with him was a joy, but I also had my wife too. So I still did stuff. Temptations for you? None? Nah. Yeah, you know right. me. I don't have that approachable Girl, face, so Please I don't stop. have to worry about that. Yeah, okay. All right. Working <laughs> in retail. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you kept it cute. <laughs> yeah, I kept it cute. You know, it's like, hey, like you got a boyfriend? Yup. Next, you know, talk but about other stuff. You know, I had other study partners. He the, left the me. I found about, some more partners. The funny <laughs> thing about that, though, is that when I met you, you had a boyfriend. Oh, did I? Oh, we missed oh, that you, Oh, yeah. You suddenly <laughs> forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, let's... <laughs> I did? Who yeah, you... dating? I don't know his name. Man. Like, I wouldn't remember that. Was somebody from home? Who yeah. Was... Oh, yeah. I dumped yeah. him, though. It was oh! quick. Wait, time out. Time out. Let's go back. <laughs> I forgot. So he, go, he comes to your house as the wing, a terrible wingman at that. Pays you zero yes. attention. Then you bag him and then dump your, your boyfriend. Yeah, he what was whack. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't, I mean, yeah, he was in high school, but he was like a little bit older than me. And he used to go to the clubs a lot and I'd be at home because I couldn't go nowhere. So when I got to school, I just remember him buying me some shoes. I'm like, you messed up. I'm like, you don't buy people no shoes, you know, that's not where it works. And I just, I I don't know if I was dating him when I met you. I don't think, I, he probably thought I was still dating him, but I didn't, I wasn't dating him. That's I'm not, pretty sure. That's yeah. like something I would do, like I would break up with somebody, but I didn't really care whether they knew. <laughs> I just knew, I yeah. knew I, I was over yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, like as soon as I showed up on campus, I was cool. I was done, you know. So, <laughs> I was surprised I even told him about it. I'm like, I did have a boyfriend, did I? I'm like, yeah. oh. But you seem to remember a lot of details. Now, not remember that you had a boyfriend. Yeah, though. now that you said that, it triggered it. I'm like, Refresh oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember now. <laughs> My bad. 
I'm honest. I told him, so at least you knew, right? Say, hey. I, okay. Yeah. yeah she, she put it all out on the table. Now, Gerard, what about you? Because you were, you know, back at home and you was working. So was the booze coming nah. for you? <laughs> nah, they're not coming for you. They, they don't come for me because mm. as I, I just don't have an approachable face. That's that's what I, I counted up to. So you being mean, um, Yeah, I have yeah. resting angry face. He's so. cute. <laughs> He's very handsome, but yeah, he looked very intimidating. Like you wouldn't want to talk to him. You like you have to really like like I'm just gonna do this with him. And that's what I did. I was like I just ignored it. <laughs> Pretty much same way you do today. Yeah, but I just <laughs> I, it was never an issue for me. I I was at home. I was going to work, and for a little bit, I was going to school. Eventually, I went back, but yeah, it it was never an issue. Yeah, little girl, he liked. She wasn't that cute though, but he had a little girl he liked. She he may have liked to... me, but I didn't like her. Yeah, right. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess I misunderstood that. Yeah, you say so. You you have to tell me more about this because I, I don't, don't know. Because she used to give me crazy looks. I'm like, is that your girlfriend? <laughs> Probably in her mind. Right. In her mind, probably so. She was hating. Yeah, because I think he did like her. He tried to talk to her, but she was not paying you. Uh, no. Oh, okay. I guess you I told miss- her she like me. That's not my fault. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't control that. I guess I miss. I guess I read that wrong. I usually read people pretty well. Okay. That hair shade. Sounds great. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted him after I got him. Right. <laughs> she was like, she missed out. That's when sorry. they're more desirable <laughs> when they have somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Like, sorry, my bad. You waited too long. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so we get through college, and so now, just like how you were saying, now you're in the same city finally. Mm-hmm. So with y'all being apart, and then all of a sudden now back together again, did y'all move in together right away, or were y'all just in Columbia but in separate like apartments? Yeah, we were separate. I was. Uh, when I was in Somerville, I proposed to her, and then shortly thereafter, I moved to Columbia, and I had my own spot. I needed to, uh, let's say, have some experience paying my own bills and taking care of myself before okay. we moved in. So, yeah, we didn't move in together until after we got married. Oh, well, that was a smart uh, decision you made to to do that on your own, because most people, they would just, you know, go right on into it. Yeah, it it wasn't that long now. It, it was just a couple of months. I think I had what it's like a six month lease or something. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's it was something I needed to kind of do for myself. Yeah. To help help mature maybe a little bit before I became what they call head of household. Right. Now, I have this thing about shacking and my husband, he doesn't like shacking, even though we did. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I feel that like living with somebody before you get married kind of gives you a look into what you're going to get. And being that y'all didn't live together, did that make it kind of hard? Like in those first couple of years when y'all did come together and now under one roof, you know, trying to mesh your lifestyles? I don't think so. I think we spent so much time together once we, you know, we're in the same area that we got a pretty accurate look into how things are going to end up being. Like I would come over to her place 
and something would be broken and I'd go to work on trying to fix it. And meanwhile, while I'm doing that, she's laid up on the couch watching or TV or reading a magazine. That's right. And that has held true for 14 years. That's right, that's so I, I think what I, what I saw in those moments, you know, it, it was the same things. Like I would come over, she had the house, I would cut the grass, but I couldn't put, my dirty clothes in the wash machine unless I was about to wash them immediately. It's like those little things I already had a chance to see. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like we move in together, we live together after we got married. It was like that wasn't new. I didn't have to live with her to necessarily experience that. Yeah. And yeah, so it, it wasn't a big deal. I don't think it did it wasn't an issue for me, I think, that we had to have a large adjustment period when we got no, in the house together. It wasn't bad. I mean, for me, I was more like economical. Like, yeah, we could save some money. I don't know why you would do <laughs> do that. But um, once he explained it to me, I was cool with it. But I didn't. I was like, you can just come. You know, you can just live together. It's no big deal. <laughs> but for him, um, yeah, he needed. I think he needed to do that. You know, for me, I've been out alone for a while by myself. I've always ever since I graduated from high school. I've been on my own so and have my own stuff so I, I clearly understood that so I'm like all right cool you know but it was good but yeah he yeah he got the full experience of me so he knew what he was getting into <laughs> <laughs> beforehand <laughs> he knew yeah I've gotten better though I think I've gotten better. you have yeah hopefully I have too but yep. yeah you have <laughs> yeah. 15 years of trying to improve I would hope so <laughs> I know, right? Oh yeah, it's it's a it's a daily effort. So, in the fifteen years, uh, what was your first hurdle? I don't know. If I had any hurdles, <laughs> I'd say they were probably any hurdles would probably be my own uh, personal adjustment not anything that was necessarily relationship wise i'd say like i needed to understand that my spouse wasn't there to necessarily make me happy so to speak mm -hmm. i had to be responsible for my own happiness mm -hmm. and i can't just be around here mad because you did something that made me mad like before i'd be upset because maybe she wouldn't do what it is that I might have expected mm -hmm. even after I said you know that may I'm upset by this thing that you've done and it would be like well you better find a way to get over it yeah <laughs> <Was that laughs> <good? laughs> and, and but I, you know I, I can laugh at it now but it was like an it important was trying yeah it was an yeah. important lesson because it's like I I should not have to ex I, I shouldn't expect that my happiness is solely in the hands of another person. Right. I have to have control over my life. I have to be the one who regulates and, and keeps uh, updated with my happiness. And I can, I can voice my opinion and say, you did this. It made me upset, but me getting over it is my responsibility and it's yeah. not her responsibility to make it better. And I think kind of that, having that self-confidence and understanding of how I'm responsible for my actions and my feelings was the hurdle. I'd say I had to personally get over. I don't think it was a relationship problem though. Yeah. That's, well, that's really well good. Well said. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I agree. Write that down. Yeah. 
I agree. We did a lot of, yeah, it was a lot of, I think back, I think with that, because I was, my, one of my things I will always say, do we really want to, do you want to pick and choose your battles? We really want to fuss about this today. <laughs> and for me, <laughs> for me, I'm like, I don't like addressing a lot of stuff. I'm like, just get over no, it. That's my don't. problem. I don't like addressing stuff. I don't talk about it. And I'm like, hey, it's done. Let's just keep moving. But he wanted to always discuss and have a conversation. I'm like, I'm tired. <laughs> my brain's tired. I don't feel like talking you know about things i would just kind of just keep moving you know but he was a a working out type of person and i'm just like just keep it moving i don't i don't like to let things linger yeah if we have an issue i want to talk it out right there and marissa's more like i don't want to talk about it right now (laughs) so of course that's only naturally going to frustrate me more yeah but then i have to ask myself all right is this some if this is something we really need to discuss in to, for her to be open to it, we may have to wait till tomorrow to discuss it. <laughs> so yeah. what I'll do is I'll just wait. And then if I still want to discuss it later, then we'll have that conversation when she's ready and then it'll be resolved. But a lot of times what I realize is that it wasn't something worth having. So it w- it wouldn't be a discussion that would be had. Yeah. After maybe sleeping on it, waiting till the next day that it wasn't as urgent, it wasn't as present, it wasn't that ultimate need to discuss it that I thought that I had in the moment when I was maybe upset or angry in that moment. And that also helped me understand also that it was ultimately my responsibility and not everything that made me feel some kind of way was worth actually us having a full blown discussion about. Okay. So yeah, cause how I am, I'm like, if I'm mad about something, I'll determine whether this needs to be a conversation or not. And then if I determine that it's not going to be a mm-hmm. conversation, I'll still be mad, but then I just get over it. <laughs> I just don't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes I just realize it's easier just to, to let it mm-hmm. go. And, and if it's something that really matters, then yeah, we're going to talk about it. If we got to oh, wait yeah. a day, yeah. we got to wait two days. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. I got to get my face right, you know, because <laughs> it might not come across very well because i'll become very um what's the word i don't know how to i'm responsive and i'll just be like okay all right yeah oh good you just want to you just want to hurry up and get it over with yeah yeah i'm like okay i'll say whatever you want so you can just leave me alone (laughs) yeah Yeah. i'm like that you you want me to say i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry no you you ain't say it like you mean it though (laughs) all right well so because i don't but i'm saying it but yeah (laughs) Okay, let me let me go to my space and have my own personal time. Now I need my personal time so I can just figure this out right here so I can get my face right and we can have a decent conversation that's actually genuine. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah and, that's and, me. and that's and when you say that it makes me realize that it's like for me, I'm concerned about the process. Yeah. Whereas not. you're more <laughs> concerned about the end result. Yeah. And so that's where our conflict would come in because I'm looking for no, no, no. We can't just say I'm sorry and then that be it. <laughs> you have to go through the process of actually being sorry. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm so not sorry right now. <laughs> and, I'm not sorry. And so yeah, yeah. and that's where the problem comes in. <laughs> yeah. So Marissa, what about you? Did you feel that y'all had any hurdles besides that? Or did you have any personal hurdles that you were like, when y'all first got married, okay, I need to work on this, or I feel we need to be better at this going forward? 
Um, I guess for me, it was more so just just through the, you know, the discussion, trying to figure that portion out and how to express myself better, because I'm just really don't talk about a lot of stuff. I'll just keep moving. So um, my thing was like, if I ever got mad or upset, I just want my own space. Just leave me alone. Let me sit here for a day or two. Yes, a day or two. And let me have my time. You know, I don't have you ain't got to say nothing to me. <laughs> we can watch TV. <laughs> we ain't got to talk about nothing. And, you know, I'm okay. You know, so I think for me, my hurdle was just making sure that I tried to spend more quality time because I can be kind of just want to be to myself a lot. But I'm like, it's not just me, you know, in this relationship, you know, there's someone there not just to go have a good time with, you know, everything's not going to be hunky dory all day long, you know, and there are some times where it's kind of difficult and rough or, you know, certain things you don't like how things go and you want those things to be changed. And if you don't discuss it, (laughs) you know, change may not happen. So for me, just being more expressive um, for me. And then also for me, separating work from personal. Sometimes I'll be so mad about work. I bring it home and then I really don't want to be bothered. And it has nothing to do with him. (laughs) But but it's offset to him because I just, you know, it's like I just have to wind down. I just don't feel like it, you know. So having to, for me, really in the beginning, trying to get to where I want to be and having to separate that. And I think I personally think I brought a lot of stuff home that had nothing to do with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I used to catch a lot of bad ones that had nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with him. <laughs> and I'm like, I just don't feel like talking. And it had nothing to do with him, you know. But um, so over the years, I had to learn how to separate that. And um and have discussions about it, you know, and just make sure that he was good and, you know, happy with where we were and the moves we were making as well. So a lot of self-awareness, like with him, he has some self-awareness in the beginning. I would say mine was more so towards the middle, um, <laughs> <laughs> trying to understand and just level that that balance out. It's like we had different times of self-awareness, I think. <laughs> it wasn't the same time. It was definitely at different times. So do you all have children? Yes, we have two sons. We're currently 11 and 6. Okay, so when children came into the picture, um, was that a strain on your marriage or did you come closer? Well, let's talk about the pregnancy first. <laughs> oh, okay. You said no, because... let's talk about the pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> so I picked a great question. Because get... there's one thing I never ever want to do again in my life and that's live in a house <laughs> with a pregnant woman <laughs> now you know she talked about how she would bring stuff home from work and, and be upset with me about something I, that I had that was not my fault well I guess you could say the pregnancy was my fault but boy there was <laughs> there were days yeah where I would just be like yes ma'am and I'd go somewhere and sit down and be quiet <laughs> It, it was it was rough and i it's not her i i'll blame the hormones but it yeah it, it's not it's not what you want to do it, especially the first trimester it was just a constant state of frustrated for uh, for both of us and she's not even physically showing yet and she's just she's not having it everything is wrong <laughs> nothing i do is right it, even when I try to make the situation better, it's no fun. Like people come over to visit and I walk them to the door. I'm like, please, please don't leave me here with this <laughs> pregnant lady. I, I, I can't do it. But yeah, it, it's after the baby comes, 
both times I don't think we had it was it was okay. It was good. Yeah. It was good. So yeah, yeah. It, it was the pregnancy was the difficult moments. That was the challenge. Mm-hmm. And when the babies came, I think we were okay. It was just my normal, probably regular attitude, but how he elevated. <laughs> yes. Which so you already started on like nine yeah. and you was taking it to like twelve. Yeah. Oh gosh. So was it like that for each pregnancy? Yes. Yes. I think the second one was both worse times. than the first one. That's how I feel. But he says it's both. I think the first one was good. I think the second one Mm-mm. was the worst. Mm-mm. Okay. No. Both. We'll go with his opinion. The same. It was <laughs> Since it, he had to a, deal. Yeah, it was is not an experience I want to go through again at all. Because <laughs> not only that, it was like you were you had clumsiness, like you had yeah, pregnancy I was, brain. I dropped a whole bowl of chili on like white, almost white carpet. Oh my goodness! Oh, he about went ballistic because he went and got the the um the carpet feet. cleaner. Yeah, oh, yeah. Gosh, I just put my feet up and just laid on the couch. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I said before, with the you know sitting on the couch and reading <laughs> so, the magazine while so, I'm doing okay, work. So we got the baby. So we're, we're gonna go with the first one. So after going through that pregnancy. The baby's here, and both of you are first-time parents. So how did that go, like, you know, transitioning just from YouTube to now we're adding this roommate that is very demanding and bossy? And, like, how did you regulate, like, time? And, you know, how did how did you both manage trying to take care of this baby? Um, I would say... <sighs> He did a lot, honestly, which really helped me, I think. <laughs> um, he helped out a lot. When he could tell when I was getting kind of stressed out or overworked up about something, he would just come and jump right on in. Because um, I kind of was just overdoing it, probably just not even knowing I was overdoing it, but I was. And he would just kind of jump in like, I got it. I'll change him. I got it. I'll give him a bath go back and lay down, go chill out, you know, especially it was hard to go back to work and then, you know, come home and do that. He was working too, but, you know, for me, it was a harder, I guess, adjustment because you're trying to wanting to be home with the baby, but then you got to go back to work. And, but, um, I would say, um, he helped a lot and was really aware of what was going on and how I was feeling, even though I might not have been able to express it. He could tell and just really, at the end of the day, work together as a team, you know, to make sure we took care of the babies. And our ultimate goal was to get them bed and sleeping on time so we can just chill out and do whatever it was we wanted to do (laughs) together. That was like, I think that was our main focus. Like, we love our kids, you know, but they got the rest. Yeah. Go to bed. Go to sleep. (laughs) Let's try to catch a movie real quick. (laughs) Yeah, some couple time. Yeah, have some time together. So that's that's our goal right now like right now even now they're you know like listen here we got something to do be quiet <laughs> get along don't come ask us for anything unless it's an emergency what's the what's an emergency <laughs> it's this isn't okay other than that don't call us <laughs> you know so <laughs> that's our goal from day one was get them situated get them together so we can just you know chill out but i would say um that was the initial thing. And he was definitely a uh, godsend because uh, <laughs> I know I was a struggle. Now that I look back on it after, I wasn't self-aware at the time. But now that I look back on it, it was uh, he was very aware and, and very in tune to what was going on and what was going on with me and, 
and how I was reacting and just trying to help me with that. Like, you're not alone. You don't have to do this by yeah, yourself. That was the thing. Yeah. He you you wanted that. to do it. I literally yeah. said that because he you wanted to that. do everything on your own. It's yeah. like the the baby needed to be changed. Like for some reason, I guess you thought I couldn't do it. Yeah. You were ahead. You couldn't I was do like, that. I was like, no, I can do it. You know, like, I, I got this one. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Take turns. You can get the next one. Yeah. But you know, I, I can get one or two here. There's, it's, it's, this is, you didn't do this by yourself, right. so this is not your responsibility by yourself. It's I'm here too, so it's it's always been an effort of of teamwork, especially once I got you to understand that it was a, a, a team thing. Yeah, and I don't know than, why I thought yeah. it wasn't. I'm not quite sure where that came from. <laughs> Maybe from things I've seen growing up. I don't know, but it took him to tell me that. You know what I mean? So I'm happy that he did. Um, Tell me that. And I think the roles changed eventually towards the end because he was doing a lot. And then I started kind of jumping. I'm like, go take a break. I got it. I could tell when he's getting frustrated or need a nap afterwards. <laughs> and I'm like, I got them. Or we'll go out on Saturday. Hey, you stay here for a couple hours. I'll take them out. And just me trying to be more aware of him, too, because, you know, sometimes both of us can kind of overdo it on certain things. And it's like, we, you know, you need a break. And just being aware of when your partner needs a break. You know, and that break is not necessarily I don't want to be with you. It's just I just need some personal time to just kind of, you know, recharge, you know, and we both kind of do that for each other right now. I think we do pretty good with that. You you need recovery time. Yeah. And it's not that you don't love someone. Yeah. When you need that recovery time is like it's like anything else. If your car runs out of gas, it's not going anywhere. And sometimes you literally will burn yourself out trying to do it all. Yeah. So that that recovery time is refilling that tank so you can get back in the game and continue to participate in the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I'm trying to get better at. Uh, <laughs> no well, my spouse needs a break. <laughs> Uh, it's hard to read sometimes though it is so hard to read you know and especially when you see somebody actually being able to do so much yeah and then get mad when you jump in and try to help it's like well damn i'm trying to help you out and you complain about being tired but i was here to help so yeah it's 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 a balance you have to learn how to figure it out you got to receive it too you got to want to receive it (laughs) (laughs) it goes both ways now I'm here to receive it. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> so when's it coming? When it coming? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be ready to get tagged out. I just, I don't stand. All the do come is coming. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. We're working on it. We're working on it. It's, it's getting better and better. Yeah. 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 So with both of y'all seeing like, you have a very good dynamic. Now, did you have like, I guess, good role models from either one of your parents, like just because it, it seems like even at the beginning and even adding two kids to it, it was kind of like, okay, we got to remember to don't forget about each other. Because a lot of people, when, once you add the kids, it's like everything becomes the kids, but it seems like y'all are still like, forget these kids. We still got to focus on, we still got to have our time. <laughs> we still got to go on dates. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No. it's just like if you've ever flown anywhere and they tell you about when the mask drops from the ceiling you got to put the mask on yourself first right for for the kids to get what they need we have to be able to you know make sure that we have what we have together be a strong thing because if if we're all raggedy as a couple then that's not going to do them any good as children and I mean, in your question about role models and whatnot, fortunately, I had the you know good experience. I have both my parents still alive, married for 
what, 44 years now? Yeah, it's been a minute. You know, I didn't, you know, I I saw them, you know, in a normal relationship from my perspective, I should say. You know, they had times where they disagreed. They may have argued, but they never, it was never violent. It was never rude. It was just, you could tell when there was tension sometimes growing up as a child, but they always displayed love to each other in front of myself and my brother. And on top of that, you know, my grandparents, you know, both married for, I don't know, well, probably well over 50 years on both sides (laughs) of the family, you know, aunts and uncles, both sides of the family married, no divorces. I, it was for me seeing or hearing about broken homes was a experience that I could not personally relate to because it wasn't something I saw in my family. And knowing the personality that I have, it was fortunate that I had those good examples because I think I went into trying to be what I saw by default. And I just sometimes wonder if I didn't see those things by default, then where would I be? Like if I saw a different example, would I have literally followed that path? Like I almost behaved in a way where I didn't consciously think about what I was doing. I was just flat out imitating what I saw. Yeah, I think that's mostly how it goes, though, because that's why I like when I have friends, even though I'm not nobody to give advice, but even I have friends who like try to stay together for the marriage, you know, I mean, for the kids in the marriage. But I'm like, if you're not still showing like a loving relationship to that child, they're just going to grow up to be in a relationship where there is no affection, there is no love because they're going to emulate what they see here. And that's just two people trying to stay together for them. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And mine was, um, I think I had a little bit of both. I, um, I'm always, uh, I don't know if I'm looking out, I'm just always looking out for different situations. And I've seen all of it. <laughs> so I've seen the divorce, I've seen folks staying together. Um, you know, so I've seen a little bit of both. And I just kind of absorbed the things that I liked or what I thought I would like in a relationship to be. So I had a, a set of cousins. They just seemed to do everything together. They even had these necklaces that was like a heart. And it was like, you know, you put it together, you know, and they had like a little saying on that. I used to look at them all the time like, oh, my gosh, they're so cute. They used to have matching T-shirts all the time. And I was like, that is so cute, you know. So it's like I picked up little things from my, from my parents. because My parents are together, still married as well. Um you know, picked up things that maybe I liked or I may not have liked. You know, mine was a little bit different. I could see everything, <laughs> you know, and I was just like, well, nah, I ain't gonna be like that. Oh, yeah, that's cute, you know, and I would just kind of take and, you know, pick and choose, you know, kind of what I felt like was a good relationship in my mind. So I kind of absorbed it from a lot of people as well um, and how you want things to be and how you want to um establish a relationship so that's kind of how i was but it's so weird though because i always told him that i never wanted to get married or have kids so that's the whole weird thing about it like you just wanted to grow up get and get your big house with your dog and that was it and my career i was like nah but you know it changed along the way chasing me though yeah i ended up chasing him you know so it's just weird (laughs) i think i was just talking but um (laughs) but (laughs) but you know i guess in your mind you kind of think yeah if i had that this is what i would want you know so definitely yeah being aware of your surroundings and the different folks and you know how things people handle situations like yeah i like that or no i didn't like this and for me um i kind of picked and choose mine you know uh, depending on what i saw and just what i saw going on around me and how i would like things to be hopefully with know with us and talking to each other and just communicating to make sure we have the same goals if you notice like 
if Marissa has poured into you or what you've poured into Marissa, like for me and Jonathan, when we got together, I didn't have any patience. I was in the negative and <laughs> he is actually, he has too much patience. And so <laughs> since being together, I have now I'm in the black. I'm not much in the black, but I'm in the black <laughs> when it comes to patience. So it's like he poured that into me, like me just getting that from him. And I want to know, did y'all receive anything from each other just being together for that long that y'all didn't have before? Oh, yeah. I no longer care as much about everything <laughs> unnecessarily <laughs> as I did before. Like, it, I really I really think Marissa helped balance me out. I think before I would probably care deeply about everything, which it, you just can't do mm-hmm. because you spend too much time worrying about how things are, what they could be, how they appear. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you, you stretch yourself out at that point. But of course, like when we talk about how I would want to discuss a problem and she would just like not want to hear it at all. It, it's that taking a moment step back and instead of having that responding to that urge in that moment to feel and to discuss is just let it sit for a minute and then when you come back to it if you still feel that way then maybe it's real but if you don't then just let it go and I think I've been able to shorten that window between the thought and the letting it go and I 100% credit you know dealing with Marissa to help me understand that and things go a lot smoother because I can make that snap judgment now and just be like mm-hmm. no I'm not I'm not engaging in that yeah. I'm gonna let that go and then I'm <laughs> and that's it I'm done with it yeah yeah um for me it was a uh, a little bit more organization he's very organized <laughs> <laughs> very organized got me into checklists before you go to your grocery stories that on the list I'm like what you know so now I'm all into the list you yeah. know so you come home with everything I come home with everything and I'm like if I have a list this is great and I was like I can't go out without having a list you know so um you know help me be a little bit more organized I'm really very sporadic about stuff or whatever so help to kind of streamline that bring in a little bit you know, so that's been helpful for me a lot and just trying to say, okay, we want to do this. Let's write it down. Let's lay it out and let's see how we can get to that goal. So, yeah. So I would say that's what he's rubbed off on me a whole lot of just get me a little bit more organized. Uh, yeah. I suck with organization as well. Uh, I am very spontaneous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everything mm-hmm. I do is just like spur the moment or an impulse. Um, right. Which is bad and good at times. It just depends on the situation. Yeah. Um Right. Yeah, you got to balance it. Yeah. That, that, I just don't have that balance yet. <laughs> yeah. It's still hard. Sometimes I don't either. I'm just no. like, I'm just like, I just want to go do this. Let's just go. Well, how are we going to do this? I don't know. Right. Let's just go. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. You figured out wing it. Let's just, let's just wing it real quick. Let's just go and just wing it. You know, sometimes you have to have that, it's, you know, because you just don't want to have to sit and think about everything, you know, just chill. Let's just go with the flow and keep moving, you know? Yeah, that's- yeah, and I've I've learned to give in to that occasionally. Yeah, he's gotten better. <laughs> he's planning trips now. I'm like, wow, you planning a trip to go somewhere? Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I'm the planner, but I won't plan a. We're not planning a trip. Plan no, it's a two. It's a nothing. I, exactly. <laughs> I think last year was the first time he actually planned something, and I was just like, <laughs> fell on the floor, dropped. I was like, oh my god! After all these, I didn't years, have to do nothing but show up. Got your shit yeah. Together. 27 years. 
is. <laughs> I got a trip. <laughs> I, I got an idea for another one too, but yeah, I got you know baby steps. It's every other year now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the Olympics. Do you go back to homecoming at all? No, but my nah. friend mentioned it to me the other week. She wanted to go try to go to homecoming this year. She said, or maybe next year. I probably last time I've been, it's been. I did go, but more than he did. I think it, it's yeah. probably been like ten years since I've been. It's really sad. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it's because you really, went to really South sad. Carolina State, though. I wouldn't want to go back there either. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. See, we 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 gonna make it through. We gonna make it through a whole podcast without having to talk about that school in North Carolina. Okay? Yeah, that's right. I subscribe. I listen. I made this up. Don't do this. We're not gonna do this. Even even though South Carolina State is my almost motto, I'm still gonna represent it as if I got my degree from there. <laughs> you know, Aggies, man. It's it's like a different. I think everybody went See, to A&T you, just automatically the thinks they're better than everybody. It's weird. I'd be like, I think it, we're on the same playing field. I don't think it's all good. I have good people at Aggies. I know we used to go to Nesby together and everything. I was cool with it. <laughs> it's cool with it. Yeah, and we went to a couple of games. I went to a couple of games up there yeah. too. It's a travel. Yeah, we've been out there a few times. I was just like, oh, this, yeah. this is okay. It's it's small see, life country. See right there. It's beautiful. Oh, right this there. is kind of okay. <laughs> right there. Healthy competition, healthy, healthy. Yeah. Okay, so I did have a question. Um, what would be a piece of advice that you would give somebody wanting to be in your shoes? in the trenches um i'll take this one Go ahead. <laughs> um i think my personal opinion is just you know knowing you know that you want to be with that person you want to definitely be in it and make it work you know um i try our hardest not to what's the word i'm looking for you know you have couples you know you don't want to try to um I call it complaining too much. You know what I mean? About the other yeah. person. Yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely have my moments. He probably may or may not know, but I probably have my moments. I could tell when he's in the tune and, you know, I'm like, oh gosh, here we go. You know, <laughs> but <laughs> try to get prepared for it. But just making sure that, you know, you're with that person because you want to be there, not because you have to be there or you need that person. Because I really think it's important to be an individual in the relationship, but also bring something to it. Um, and like he said earlier, not depending on someone else for your happiness, but being there because you want to be there, you know? And I think for us and more of me, for my opinion, I said my opinion, that's work for me. Um, that's one of the conversations we always had in the beginning is like, he always felt like, why don't you need me? I'm like, I don't want to need you. I want to want you. I'm like, why do I need to need you for, you know, or whatever the case may be. And that was one of our main conversations. He's like, you need to need me. I'm like, nah, I want you here. You know, and to me, wanting is more so than needing, you know, um, in that respect. Um, somebody wanting to be there means that they're going to want to help you, want to support you, want to be there when you're happy, when you're sad. Um, and to me, that's just more important to me and just having your individualism and bringing that to the table. But at the same time, when y'all come together, it's even, you know, you have more to bring to it. Um, and not being so dependent on somebody else for your happiness, mm -hmm. you know, um, I, for me, that's what it is. You know, I've seen where people depend on others for their happiness, you know, and you just pray and that you have somebody that wants the same goals in life that you want to and want to enjoy the same things like you do. We enjoy movies all the time. We can't we can't go to movies like we used to, we used to go 
every weekend. Yeah. Now it's like we got to find a kid <laughs> movie to go to so everybody can go to. You know, it's just rare <laughs> for us. Or when you take your day off, I'm just going to go to this movie while I take a day off. You know, just little things like that, you know, but we just try to, you know, enjoy each other and just bring our own individualism to you know, the relationship. I just think that's important more than anything else, in my opinion. And I'd have to say, you know, a lot of times people say how important communication is in Mm -hmm. a relationship, but it's a little bit deeper than just communication. You actually have to learn how the other person communicates Mm -hmm. because I can, I can sit here and think that when I clean up the house, that that's (laughs) love, but that might not be the way that that other person wants to receive love. I could have the, cl- the house could be shining, you know, you come in, open the door and everything just sparkling, but that don't necessarily means that she feels loved because I've cleaned the house. She may feel loved by me sitting down and saying, how was your day? And then letting her talk for the next 25 to 45 minutes about how her day was. Yeah, you did that today when you came home. (laughs) How was your day? And then I just get comfortable because I'm not going to have a chance to say anything. (laughs) And you're going to go through the entire gamut of what happened from when you woke up (laughs) to the moment you stood in front of me after I uttered the words, how was your day? Like I'm going to get all of that in extreme vivid color detail. (laughs) So, but that, if if that, if that's what makes her feel loved, then that's what I need to understand. So when I'm communicating love, I need to know what she hears whenever I say that I love you. So I, you know, I can't, I can't do the things that I think that I might want and expect her to understand what I'm saying. I've got to do what it is that she wants and vice versa. No doubt. Five love languages. Probably. Absolutely. One of the best. Yes. Love that book. Couple. Or relation, or in a relationship, yes. or marriage. Yep. Without yeah, that, you talking to? Uh... <laughs> yeah, without that book, I'm. Yeah, I'm, I was just. I was lost. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I am. Uh, words of affirmation. She is quality time. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, she is acts of service, <laughs> and I am. Mm-hmm. She says I'm words of affirmation, but I I think it's quality time. No, I said you're oh, both. Okay. Yeah, you're both. <laughs> to me, it's words of affirmation mm-hmm. and uh, quality time in their minds is the acts of service. So if I was to walk in the house and it'd be sparkling, I, he could do no wrong in my eyes. I'm straight, Mr. Clean. Like I, w- I would kiss his feet. I'm like, what, what do you want from me? I'll do anything you want me to do. I was like, I would be so happy. Yeah, and it's crazy how that works. You think that what you're doing is how. You're you're showing love, but that's not what they're hearing. That's not what they're getting. You got to talk that language. Yeah, he actually introduced that to me because I was like, yeah, he'll try little things like um, read this book. And I'm like, we got a problem? Like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? You know, because he was doing these little and so that's what happened. I'm like, and it took about maybe two times mm-hmm. about to read the book. And I'm like, what am I reading this for? What is the problem? I'm like, what's the issue? Just talk to me. You know, <laughs> I just want you to read this and just tell me what you are. And I'm like, Why? And so I finally gave into it. And I was like, okay, that actually helps. So I could tell when he started. So now when he started bringing up little things here, let's listen to this. Listen to this. I'm like, uh oh, what did I do wrong? <laughs> like, what happened? No, Why we got to listen to this? Recommended the book? Yeah, I recommended Read the it. book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then another thing, I brought this up in counseling. Um, 
that I told him too that I wanted him, that I didn't need him. Mm -hmm. And I thought that as well was that meant more than me needing him because I feel like this when you need someone, basically they can do whatever they want to do to you mm -hmm. or treat you any way that they want to treat you. And you accept anything because you need them right. in whatever way. <laughs> but when I I want him, I'm gonna do whatever I need to do to make sure we're together. Right. You know what I'm saying? That this is kind of like we're doing this together, not so much you're providing a need to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be with you. I want to be in your space. I want to be around mm -hmm. you. So let's work together to keep that want there. Exactly. Yeah. Now it's like, I don't know if that's right, wrong, or indifferent, but that's just how, you know, I felt. Yeah, exactly. I felt the same way. It was hard for him, though. <laughs> he still wants to, like, if I can't open up something, he's still be like, I'll do it. And I'm like, well, I got a little grip machine here. I could. <laughs> <laughs> I can open up the cell. I just, I just want to be useful. <laughs> yeah. right? I just don't want to be. I don't want to be that you know, that, just a trophy on the shelf. Yeah, that you just pull down every now and then, <laughs> like when the kids need to be picked up from school. Just pull the trophy down. No, nah, I want to be. I want to be doing something. I want to be. Yeah, feeling useful so sometimes i'll be like here please over this for me i know you be doing it I just do to, it. Just, to, just to pump me up but i take it though my condescending <laughs> that's condescending so I'm like, hey i need help can you over this for me all right thank you right <laughs> thank you you are so strong that's right. thank I you so much and i'm words of affirmation that's, that's what it. i need give it to me yep <laughs> i'm learning i'm learning <laughs> and another thing i did like that y'all kept on saying even from when y'all was dating in college all the way up to now, the self-reflection. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people don't do that before or even while they're dating. They don't self-reflect on what do really mm -hmm. I need, especially with the love language. Some people don't even know what, what it, you know, what the love languages right. are, what theirs are, um, just how to communicate to someone about what they need outside of right. just that. We do have some things to promote because, Gerard, yes, we do have some things to promote because you have uh, actually a podcast. So why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, actually, um, me and my business partner, uh, Michael, Michael Holloman, we have a podcast called The Board Meeting. Our organization is uh, the Board of Directors, and it started out as a mentoring organization. And we wrote a book. We've actually co-written two books. The first one is The Makings of a Man. The second one is The Makings of a Dream. So we basically come from different backgrounds. I had both my parents growing up. Mike had just his mom. His dad left the family when he was about seven. But we kind of still arrived on the same paths as what we understood manhood to be. So we decided to put that into words so we could actually share that information with other young men and help them develop themselves. Because a lot of young men, without that example, they think that it's about being tough or being physically uh, a violent to show how manly they are. They tie, they tie their manhood into maybe material possessions instead of the intangible characteristics that it actually takes. So we just wanted to illustrate to them how it actually, what it actually means to be a man. And uh, in the makings of a dream, we just wanted to show people in general that if you have a dream, something you want to accomplish, that there are certain steps you have to take. You have to write out your plan. You have to have your thoughts and ideas. And then most of all, most importantly, you got to execute. So our conversations always began around the lunch table. We go out to lunch every Friday and we just wanted to bring those conversations to people on a wider scale. So that's how we got started with the podcast. And we've probably been doing it about three or four years now. So, yeah, and it, you can find it online at uh, BOD Speaks 
com slash podcast. That's the only place that's located? Well, I mean, that's the main page. That's going to get you there where everything is. But we have it on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Okay. Yeah, I'll be tuning into that because um, these two books are ready. I'm like, a lot of yeah. a lot of people need yep. that. And, and, and we're, we're missing out on that because I think um, with, unfortunately, um, a lot of men growing up without their fathers, you don't have that that guideline, mm-hmm. that blueprint of uh, what it is to be a man. Absolutely. And they can't imitate what they don't see. So we got to try to give them, that, exactly. give them that, that blueprint, like you said. Yes. Marissa, do you have anything that you No, I just work. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not that he doesn't work. I just go to work every day. I don't have. I haven't. I'm looking for. Um, we went to um trying to you know find a, a another church home, and one thing they had on there was career versus um calling. So I'm I'm still trying to find my calling. So hopefully I will find it soon. <laughs> Definitely, when it comes into play, you'll know, and then you'll just be like, forget everything. Exactly. Else. <laughs> yes, I'm I'm waiting to get there, and it's been awesome though. I love it. We've enjoyed listening to y'all's podcast. It's been awesome. Yeah. So. We're happy for y'all and congratulations and keep it up. And we're glad that you are a part of it because I think um, I think you're the only couple so far who's who's been married that we've talked to for fifteen yeah. years. That's, yeah. That's what's know, up. Let us know somebody yeah. else break the record, okay? <laughs> so right now you're at the top Uh-oh. of the list. <laughs> I didn't know. Who else have we talked to who's been married that long? How long Donna and Robin married? No, they've known each other. Remember, they've known each other since high school. Okay, so how long have they been married? I think it was, uh, they got married late. So I think it was like 12. They're close, though. They're like 12 years. Well, look, right now we can't remember, so you're number one. Until further notice. (laughs) We'll keep listening so we can see who's going to beat us. Like, oh, man. Yeah, I know y'all had that episode, uh, what, 27 Years a Slave? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 They, they've they've been together for a yeah. long time, but yeah. I don't think they were married as long. Yeah, yeah. No, not the long. They didn't get. Yeah, they didn't get yeah. married to their thirties because he was taking. <laughs> yeah, so, they beat us. And they're only they beat us on the knowing part. Yeah, <laughs> knowing each other part. Yeah. 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 Babe, do you have anything? No, this was add? great. We really appreciate you uh, being on the show. Um, we're just trying to get everybody's story, let everybody understand that we all go through the same shit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you all for having us, man. We enjoyed it. We, we had a did. great time. Good times reminiscing. Oh, we need to do a part two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, we, the exactly. <laughs> the after show. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what happened after it. Oh, by the way. <laughs> So again, thank you all and until next time. Peace. All right, thank y'all. Y'all have a great night. No, don't hang up. Don't oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm about to click. No, see. Oh, no. About this. I'm getting, yeah, I'm I know. Training. You don't know. Uh, you don't know. I'm in training. <laughs> that, that is so many people. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. You just wait cuz I already know how this works. I already know how this works. <laughs> sure did. I'm about to get up. Yeah, I was going to say like, look. 
Yeah, you you never been through media training before. Yeah, you did tell me that. I went on my help you out. I went on my certificate. I hope I pass. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna get you right. All right, you're baby, go again. Okay, so until next time. Peace. See you tomorrow.